0: The World Show with Nikki B.
1: But right now it is my pleasure always to have Steve Dyer on the show. Welcome back to the World Show. Steve, how are you? Hi Nikki. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> well, usually I'm used to you in studio, but thank you for joining us anyway on Zoom. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. Sign and, of the time. Yes, and you at your home where your beautiful studio is, where all this magic comes forth from. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. I'm seeing it right here, right now. Yes,
1: beautiful, beautiful. So, Steve, wow, this album. In fact, I've got to tell everybody that when Steve gave me this album, Revision, I listened to it and I sent him a message and I said, wow, 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 wow. This is so powerful. And then I listened again and I had to send him another message saying exactly the same thing. And last night when I prepared, I I wanted to send him a message, but I thought I've already told him and it's about two o'clock in the morning. So I'll tell him tomorrow what an epic album steve revision absolutely beautiful beautiful. so yes so let's start there when did revision come forth i mean was this during lockdown was it before when did you start working on this album
0: yeah it's a it's a lockdown baby Yes. Um so I started in in lockdown. Often I'd wake up early in the morning. You know, I find that working early in the morning for me is is the greatest because uh Your energy is the cleanest. And often as you go through the day, you get polluted with worries and uh, structure and things like that. So I find that in the morning when it's very quiet, uh, I'm lucky, uh, blessed to be out where I can go into the studio at any time. And I started off uh, working on revision during lockdown.
1: Okay. And, you know, I'm interested to know your process of working because... Your albums are always so consciously presented, or so there's so much mindfulness to all your albums. So, is it the Mm. theme that you start with, or do you find it's working on the pieces that
0: eventually bring you the theme? Well, look, I think most of my albums are self produced, so I have to try and uh, be an artist and then edit myself, which is um, often time consuming. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, but. you know, and and there are other projects that I'd like to do where there, there's more involvement in a production side with other people. But um, you know, every song is different. Sometimes it'll start with a, a beat. Uh, sometimes it will start with uh, an i, an idea of a melody. Mm. Um, and and often you work through stuff and you sift out what is not working and and maybe keep. What it hopefully is and then build on that. And then from there, when I when I get a structure or a skeleton of a song, that's when I bring in musicians, I I often think long and hard about which musicians I want to involve because that's vital. And then when you lay it out and share it with other people, you might have an idea what they're going to play. But what they do play, it just brings another magic to the whole thing. And so I'm really, you know, I was really impressed with with uh, all the musicians on on revision and and how they came. To understand the concept and the music and it's so for me that caused something that was quite holistic
1: and i suppose that's one of your skills also from uh, from musically directing projects really is knowing who yeah. should come in where and i suppose it's a balance of knowing what you want from them but giving them the space to do what they need yeah. to
0: do yeah exactly it's a it's a question of synergy yes. actually and um and different different elements in different people i mean that's what makes us also beautiful is that uh, some of us are more extrovert some of us are quieter but um, you you know what i what i do find is that often i tend to to work with the the younger musicians now because i find that they're fresh and open and um, so most times they listen to what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but again, they bring the yeah. energy. I always think, you know, as as I get older yes. as well. Yes, I hope I hope I can share yes. some wisdom and experience. But thanks yeah. to them for the energy they bring.
0: Yes, and, yeah, and and I want them to listen and and say, wow, you know, I, I want them. I, I want to be part of the now, you know, yes. I don't want to be someone, oh yeah, you remember that guy yeah we we used to listen to him ten years ago <laughs> um, so i'm I'm happy that that people are are saying that, look, I can hear that there's breaking some new ground, and it sounds like because i'm I'm exploratory, I think that that's what juices me in terms of creativity is is to be able to stretch things and explore, but but to make those explorations work. That's, that's the ultimate challenge. Absolutely. There's so much I want to ask you about some of the songs. And in fact, as mm-hmm.
1: I said to you before we went on air, I wish I could play all of them tonight, but we won't manage. <laughs> but for now, I'm going to start with a track that, uh, from what you were telling me, is really uh, people are, you know, grabbing onto this one. And it's a track that I've already played on the World Show. I'm not sure if it's once mm-hmm. or twice, I'd have to go back. But African Ontology, tell me about this track and who's working
0: with you on this track. Uh, Stembiso Bengu is playing trumpet and really uh, i have to give a shout out to him in terms of a lot of the tracks on the album he came with he always just comes with such a a, a musicianship and then we have um sibusiso Sibanyoni on on bass sims shabalala both of them played a lot on the album uh, I have members of the Daya tribe. Yes, which uh, that's Pokani Daya. And I and
1: recognise that. Yes,
0: <laughs> my, my daughter Busi is is helping with some you know vocal chants here and there, and um, yeah. I think I hope I'm not leaving anybody out on this. So so what we did with the horns it's actually two horns but but we layered them. Okay. So yes. you know, we place soprano and tenor uh, as we see, we see so I had plays trumpet but we did different takes so it's a, an amalgamation of of a lot of of that. Yeah. Well, I'm pleased you explained that because
1: actually, when I was listening to the album, I was thinking this album really has captured almost like a big band kind of feel, yes. you know. And I was yes. wondering how did you pull that off during lockdown in your studio. Uh, but really, yes. this for me sounds like if it's performed live, it would be great to have a full lineup, you know. It's that.
0: Big, uh, big sound. We'll we'll rely on you for the budget for that, (laughs) Nicky. Look forward to that because that would be great. Yes, yes. Yes.
1: And African Mm -hmm. ontology, tell me about the theme behind the track.
0: Okay, well, you know, ontology generally is is ways of being. And so what I find, uh, having been born in Africa and lived here for a long time, is that the way of being is different. So often if you look at... um, a lot of music that gets produced. Uh, you'll have a chorus, you'll have a verse, you'll have what they call a pre-chorus, you'll have a solo section. It's very ordered. It's it's often clinical. Whereas in Africa, um, there's there's so much interplay between people on a daily basis in terms of exchanging ideas and being aware of the other person as well as yourself. So it's it's much more a communal living experience than just being... Uh, like individualistic. And so that, that's what I hoped to, to showcase in African ontology. It, you, you won't hear a verse and then a chorus. You'll hear certain ideas. They'll come and they'll go. Um, and then they'll reappear. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's something like that. I wanted to express how I think we and often in the improvised tradition and, and the community that we have, how we relate to each other beautiful thank you so
1: much lots more that i want to ask steve of course steve dyer with me this incredible new album is called a revision and i'm going to play you the first track but you're going to find out more of what i want to know because i'm intrigued and it's such an incredible incredible offering here is african ontology Dyer 959 African Ontology from Steve Dyer his new album is called Revision and actually that one deserves a clap (laughs) absolutely beautiful beautiful always now Steve as I touched on earlier you know about the theme you've called this album Revision Where where does the title come from and once again you know it appears to me from what you shared about this album that mm. it was you have been going through, like I think so many of us or most of us, uh, quite a self-reflective time. Do you think that impacted on the theme and the essence of what you are are sharing with this album?
0: Well, I've had the ideas that that I shared in terms of the impetus behind the album for for a long time, but they seem to crystallize with this project. My main thing, Nikki, is that we spend so much time complaining about what is wrong rather than defining what is right and what we want so we should live with a vision for and not a reaction to all the time and so this is you know this is one of the blessings of being an artist is that you can envision utopia um and and you can envisage a world that you wanted so in that way i'm looking forward with revision to say that we should we should have more vision in the way we we conduct our lives and and how we progress because these are really tough times but it's also a revision of what happened in the past and what went wrong because when i was uh, in in botswana you know in the exile days uh, we had this really dream like Dreamlike vision of, of what we wanted for, for South Africa. And we all bought into that. And the, the emotion was, was, was so, um, pure in intent. And, and through the years now, what we find is that gradually th- that momentum has just slipped and ebbed away. And, um, so I think that that is also a thing of looking at revision and where did we go wrong? As Ray Piri said, tell me, tell me, where did we go wrong? Yes,
1: absolutely. Mm. But I liked what you said because it's on one hand revision as in revising what's gone, but also the mm. way you phrased it in the beginning of, of that chat was revision being yes, the
0: key. vision. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, we need vision and we need visionaries to drive our societies. Uh, and and I don't see much of that happening here. Um, yes. So except in music. So yes. as as <laughs> as that uh, as there was that placard that Brad Holmes had in the line In music, we trust. Yes. Um, I'm thankful every day that I'm a musician because. Music never lets you down. You know, I may let music down often, maybe, uh, but music has never let me down. I uh, echo that completely.
1: <laughs> I agree with you on that one. But, uh, <laughs> and it's the one thing that kept us going through these times.
0: But on that note, yes, yes, continue. Yeah well well if you look at at the tremendous role that that music has has carried you know when i went out to Botswana and i, I just got thrown into meeting with Brahyu and Brajonas, um playing with them uh and and that was freedom music that was being played yes. and the question now is what is the freedom music we should be playing now because it's different you know and and hence i say that that i always want to look forward and explore you know identity the question of identity is always central to so much of what musicians do and if you look at at what there's there's a real assertion of an identity of South African in the younger generation and and also with the recognition that they want to be much more part of the rest of Africa and so this is this is an assertion that happens across the board. People are saying that that um, in whichever discipline they are, is that listen, we've had enough of being dictated to on, on how we should live, and we want to live like this. Yes. And so and and then within that, uh, the identity of me as an Anglo African. What is what is my statement to to my country and to the wider world? And so in terms of revision, you know, I really don't, I don't see why the lexicon that we use to describe ourselves in this country has not changed since apartheid. And, and so we need a revision of that. And also, you know, people keep on saying follow the signs. If we follow the science, we will come to the understanding, as Robert Tsubukwe said so many years ago, that there's only one race to which we all belong, and that is the human race.
1: Yes.
0: Um, the, the, The problem is that with so many ethnicities in our country and with so much baggage, the kind of idea that whenever you say that, look, we we belong to one human race, they so say, oh, there's that light guy, you know, talking kumbaya and rainbow nation stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that that you know, recognizing a common humanity, um, but also fighting prejudice in all its forms, are, is are not incompatible actions. And and so that's where I find myself. In this place and time, and that's what I'm trying to convey, that kind of message. But, you know, whether that's, that is a conscious uh, viewpoint that I have, but... I think when when an artist is true to themselves or whether when when they want to deliver something powerful, that doesn't come, you know, I don't sit at the piano and think, okay, now how do we show that we all <laughs> solve the world's problems <laughs> yeah. and et cetera. Yes. Yes. No, uh, it it must be a subconscious thing, I think, of of all your ideas they can crystallize, as I say, into into something musical but but it's it's a subconscious action on the part of the the creator and the composer
1: Absolutely, and it ref- it comes back to me of that concept of sometimes, the best way to inspire or live change, if you like, is the way we live. It's how we yeah. are, you know. Rather mm. than, and I think that's what music and compositions and arts touch on is it's not so much about having to use the words, if you like, but it's mm. about the essence of of that meaning that you're portraying and I think it comes across really well yeah
0: Yes, yeah, thank you, Nikki. Um, yes, it's that imparting of it in a sensory way. Yes, you know? yes. I've often found that uh, when I'm trying to explain something musical, like a song or whatever that I'm working on to people, I'll explain and explain, and then I'll press the button to say, yes. "Here's the music," and yes. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, uh, people get it. So you know, we 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 have a tremendous pool of shared emotion as as human beings, yes. and music has the ability to tap into that and and cut through where where too much analytical thought um doesn't
1: absolutely on that note i'm going to play the next track which is uh I describe this as a radical track. It's like, it's so, it's very radical, very beautiful, very radical, very future, very future forward. And this one is birthright. And I suppose that also touches on what we've been talking about. What is birthright?
0: Well, everyone has a birthright. So whether, whatever class, whatever caste, whatever colour... Everyone has a birthright and if you see uh, what has happened, people increasingly in the world, especially in marginalised communities, are recognising this and say, look, this is what we are. We, you know, take us, recognise us as, you know, as just, as just as as you are. Just as important. Just as just important. Just as important. Yes. Um, and so every, that the idea of this is birthright is, is that everyone has one and... Um, so there's an urgency about it and maybe a little bit of anger and, and a bit of impatience. Yes. That's, that's my feeling is that it's, it's, it's pressing because people are pressing, you know, yes. the world order where you have in- crazily rich people that control everything and you have so many poor people and suffering people, it just, it can't continue. And, and this is a kind of, uh, a musical statement to say um, we need change beautiful
1: going to play now birthright of Steve Dyer's revision. of course, the man himself is with us on the world show. 9. Wow, Birthright from Steve Dyer, off his Album a Revision. You see how futuristic it was? That one took me on a total trip and as I said to you Steve, there's a sense of urgency about it which really echoes what you were saying about that song and about what we face today.
0: Yeah, we need change. We need change. Mm. And quickly, and quickly, and that urgency. Yeah. Yes. We do. We yes, do. absolutely. And it's a global thing. I'm not just talking about uh You know our our particular situation. If you look at globally, um, it's a common problem universally.
1: You know, you spoke earlier about um, about the situations that we're facing in our country in the world at the moment, and you touched on the fact that if there's one thing that is is going well in certainly in this country, it's the incredible music we have. And you you know, I was thinking about that because for me, something that I often address is the role of artists to on one hand reflect and on the other hand to represent or to or to offer, you know, mm. to, to put forth, if you like. So if mm. there's anything to go by, then I think we'll be okay if we look at what is coming out of the music in this country. <laughs>
0: look, Nikki, I, I think also, I mean, South Africans have such an amazing sense of humor so even through the really troubled times we always find a way to laugh and and always we are resilient across the board and um so i have faith you know that that um things will get better for sure you know you have to have faith Hmm. Yes, absolutely. And
1: in many ways, I feel and I have noticed that there's coming through this pandemic or we're still in it, but come working through it, working through the crises we've had, there's incredible... There's almost a sense of compassion, which I've noticed, um, mm-hmm. is being emphasized now. And obviously, as we speak, not by the powers that be, most probably, but certainly on a human to human level, I'm finding this, it's really, you know, inspired us to, to not only care for each other, but also to say, what are those things of value in our, in our lives? And something that you'd written in writing about this album, you, um, you wrote, and I'm going to quote, and I'd like you to expand on the line I'm going to quote on, but you said, if I were to leave tomorrow or even today, what would my greatest regret be? So tell mm. us a little bit about what you thought when you, when you wrote that or what you were thinking about.
0: Well, you know, Nikki, uh, through various phases in my life, I've, I've done quite extensive meditation and it seems when when i get into the the clearest possible state it it seems so obvious that that there should not be this um you know everyone needs opportunity so opportunity is key and if you look at if you look at the inventiveness in a lot of young south africans now that did not have the opportunity you know apartheid was forcing people for a, a menial task um existence and now when doors of learning and culture are open to some not not to enough and there are problems but you can see the tremendous inventiveness of the human spirit and so for me this is what i feel is that in some way i i want to share that that offering mm. in which in whatever i do to say that um you know uh, that our most positive, powerful, and unifying life force is that we are all human. And if you go back to the science again, and you know, I did some ancestry testing, um, and I did a a theater production called Color Me Human, where we all did, in fact. And and you look at where people come from, it all relates back to to the motherland of Africa. Um, you know, they're there two places within Africa which is one is the cradle of humankind and and the other is the Rift Valley in Kenya where you know we have fossils that that indicate that's where um, humanity was was born yes
1: um,
0: I know that you know and I know that when I get into this discussion people say okay some people believe in evolution other be- people have religious beliefs whatever and and my my idea is is not to be part of of an argument at all you know i think what we need to do is we need to celebrate unity but also celebrate diversity because when we are diverse we have different thought processes within different cultures within the world and when they collide and and challenge each other that's where where the best in humanity i believe will come through and so this is the idea that. How can we be so blinkered and blind that we often let uh, ethnicity, tribalism, caste, uh, some people thinking that they have royal blood and others are not? How can we let that happen when, you know, technologically humanity has has developed to such an extent that um, people are are looking at going to Mars and living there? Well, we need to first start living on Earth in an equitable way before... Mm we start thinking of uh, you know going to other places um you know in the universe that's my feeling so i think uh, i've always been grounded and and my mother helped me tremendously in in a moral compass grounding that that recognized that whoever you deal with whether it's the king or whether it's somebody that is sweeping a street appeal to them and and relate to them on one Common human level. Yes, I've often I often refer to it as saying everyone is special.
1: You know, everybody yes. has something special that makes them so uniquely special.
0: Yes, look, you know, I've been in uh, workshops. You know, not necessarily music workshops, but often at the end of a workshop, you know, the, the facilitator will will go around and ask everybody, so what did you take from here? And you just find in everybody and everybody's response there's something that you didn't think of yourself and that they are offering a collective and that for me is 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 so um yeah life-affirming yes
1: but you also spoke about in describing the project behind that in some ways you felt that maybe you hadn't done enough i mean if i look at you steve dyer as as a a person slash artist because I think as artists it's really difficult it's not just a job it is who we are you know but when I look at you yes. as a person slash artist you've actually done so much and I don't just mean as in the number of albums which there's quite a lot as well but just in terms of living your truth Despite, yeah. despite environmental challenges and maintaining that, but you spoke about that as perhaps you haven't done enough.
0: Well, I think that that uh, you know this this goes again to to history. And how history has uh, treated our place in the world. So in as much as I can say, you know, the young South African musicians are really coming up with great things. There's so much music and energy here. Is that really recognized in the rest of the world? You know, so across the board in so many disciplines, I I believe that we are, there there is no, no other society that we should be bowing down to but it's not recognized by the wider world. Yes. So when I say it hasn't been recognized, I think that we have fundamentals. If we look at uh, the, some of the greatest human philosophers of the 20, 20th century came from 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 South Africa. If you look at people like Steve Biko, you look at Robert Sobukwe, you look at Nelson Mandela, you look at O.R. Tambo. I mean, these were major figures within, yes. you know, world... In, in the globe, in terms of, yes of world philosophy yes. and um, there are amazing philosophers now uh, you know in terms of african ontology i i I have a guru uh, that and I've been reading his book it's called um, African Philosophy through Ubuntu by um mose is uh, he's, he's an older statesman but but please repeat, we don't know please
1: repeat his name steve because
0: it just glitched uh, as you were saying his name uh, oh ramose intati uh, ramose uh, um and, and he's written this book and it says so many truths. He, he goes back in philosophy to other times within, within the, the Western tradition and identifies the problems and the, in, in such a, um, a knowledgeable way. And so these kind of, people as well they should be on the world stage you yes, know um, yes so instead of all those motivational speakers saying dream it and you can live it we need some hard facts about about what went wrong and why it went wrong and the vestiges of of that that are still with us today yes. um, so what i'm saying is that that we should not always doubt ourselves and this is one thing that i believe that south africans suffer from is self-doubt Yes. We don't need to doubt so much because we 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 have so much to offer the world, and it's just a, a question of them recognizing that. So, any any ideas that I've shaped, they've been shaped by by learning from people around me and and being schooled, often yeah in the older exile days by by very very great um, thinkers, and so it's it's not just a question of me regretting. <laughs> A personal voice yes. being espoused, but it's a thing of a collective voice that needs to really be heard and it, res- it needs to resonate across the globe.
1: Yes, and it amplifies almost in yes, one's so own sense of, of, you know, what one can, one's own sense of what one can contribute. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the it's communal contribution uh, because if you look at the world now and how individualistic it's become, and that's a worrying thing as well about how that has influenced the youth within this country. Uh, we, need, we need to get back to this, this thing of, this, as a committee, we are far stronger. And, you know, this idea of individuality and striving for a lot of money and, and greed and acquisition, that is not the answer for humanity. And that increasingly is being borne out by what's happening in the wider world beautifully put.
1: Steve Dyer I'm going to play the next song and uh, I'm pleased because, you know, honestly I could play all these songs, but I said to Steve, uh, choose a song. And he said a song that is special for him on this album. I'm sure they all are. But I also love this one. I'm going to play it first. And when we come back on the other side, Steve can explain a little bit more about Parallel Streams. Steve Dyer, the album is Revision. You're listening to the album and the artist on the world show with me, Nikki B. 959. Parallel Streams from Steve Dyer of his brand new album, Revision. Again, I have to give it a big clap. (laughs) And and double that clap. Wow, Steve. So beautiful. Mm. Talk to me about Mm. Parallel Streams, what you were thinking when you titled this.
0: Well, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, we all live our lives in kind of parallel streams uh, because we all are involved in so many different things. You know, uh, you're a DJ. I'm in the studio. Someone else is an accountant. Someone is milking cows in the, you know, Um You and know, and even within so many,
1: even within you, you in the studio, you performer. You're a father.
0: You're a friend. Yes. You know. So it's actually, and and so now when it gets to musical terms, I've never been a, a purist. Uh, so I I love the improvised tradition and I love the groove and and you know. Africa is full of rhythm and and so i tried to combine these things all together and so it's parallel streams so if you say what genre is that i don't know because it's it's got it's got groove but it's also got some kind of free playing um so there are a whole lot of things happening all at once which is kind of the story of our lives actually yes. That that so many different energies are, are like uh fighting with each other and 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 moving around and, and so that's what I tried to portray In, in parallel streams And that's amazing that you, you touched on it Because as you were saying
1: it It kind of brought up thoughts of You having worked extensively with Jonas Guangwa As you would mentioned earlier on But also with Bri yeah. Hugh, And even on this album You've got a tribute to Mano Dubango And when I think of yes. of all of those three For example and many more Which I haven't named They are largely defined in the category of jazz But as yeah. you say they also african musicians if you yes. like you know um and they also if i look at all of those three actually they weren't purists in their expression
0: yeah i think you know every each to their own you know um, follow yes. the bliss and so my bliss is uh, you know i it's it's really cool to be living here because there's so much untapped rhythms and and untapped sounds and textures that you can feed into um whereas I think in a lot of places like in in the USA and that there's so many people are kind of trying to fight for one one particular niche that they've got where we have got an open canvas as big as the African savannah where we can do whatever we want and and people are doing it Uh, and I hope I'm one of them. (laughs) And as you speak about improvisation, I mean, that is just the
1: essence of Africa or music that comes out of Africa since time immemorial. It has been, you know, I've even got this, I don't know why, but I've just touched on this vision of women, people singing a cappella across the river and answering each other,
0: the call and response. Again, that in itself is a form of improvisation. It is and and if you look at like i had the the opportunity to work with um uh, mom dorothy Masuk, masuka masuku and even though she's she's singing songs that often are quite structured in that if you look at the way and listen to the way that she sings every every uh verse or every line of the song it's always different it's it's same it's the same but she's putting in inflections all the time so she's actually improvising within within the context of structure and 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 that is that that is very unique i also worked with with luci and 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 the same thing is that that within the structure there's always this element of of freedom and i i suppose well with instrumentalists like we are you know we you can take that further um but improvising is a very important thing, because for me, uh, um you know, to do a song from beginning to end where the outcome is already determined mm. um, that is often western classical music. and I think you know you can open up to everybody being able to free themselves in and 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 I, and I think if you look even at at dance. On this continent, you know, not, not everyone is trying to dance exactly, precisely in step. There's an expression, uh, an expression of self within whatever creativity happens. And and that for me, I really find quite liberating. Mm. You know, and you speak about uh, um, Dorothy and you speak about Busim and, and
1: and you're so right because it almost allows for within that structure, it allows for the magic of the moment to be... Mm added and it's in that moment that mm. that in fact I need to, to, to touch on that because you were a key part of Bussy Mklongo's last album, Amakolwa Believers. And that album is so difficult to get and everybody says, please, 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 I must I must give you a call. One of these days we must get that album re released. But just mm. on that note, thank you for your work on that album. I know that you were very key in that project.
0: You know we spent some um she spent quite a lot of time here and, and we got to know each other and yeah she she was just an amazing amazing musician and just a, a wicked sense of humor you know yes. she used to she used to play cards with my daughter who was also called Bussy. And she would say, listen, you have to call me Granny Gogo. So it's <laughs> double Granny because, um, you know, I'm old. But then she used to cheat, you see, <laughs> cards. And then when she'd get caught out by Little Boosie, she would have this, you know, wicked laugh. So, look, I don't think she had as much of an an output, inter- a musical output, as she should have had. Yes. Um, but at least she had some. Yes. Yeah.
1: And another yeah. great, great being and musician that you worked extensively with, obviously, is the late, great Tuku Oliver Mitakudzi. And uh, yeah. I'm sure that also impacted, you know, looking at all these people that you've worked so closely with, mm. parallel to um, to doing your parallel own stream. parallel streams, yeah, parallel to doing your Steve Dyer projects, your Mahube projects. But yeah. is there any one lesson, anecdote, or something very important or special that, name one of them, that one of them imp- left you
0: with? Uh, well, you know, everyone is different, um, Nikki. I think with Tugu, it was his, his resilience and his work ethic. It's yes. like, you know, and in Zimbabwe, especially the musicians, they are really focused on often playing together, playing in groups. And and so he'd be very steadfast in... Often he'd be the first guy at the rehearsal. The other thing is that he would not touch a drink, yes. um, alcohol, nothing. Yes. And in conversation, he was not the life and soul of the party. He would just sit there and ponder while people were talking. But he used to love extroverts around him. And I, and I think that he he used to whatever he said his messages you know i don't speak shauna very well i know you know some cursory words but if you if you look at the depth of what he was saying and how he used to go into proverbs and deep deep messages that often if you got five people listening to him they they would think that you would get five different interpretations of what the song really meant you know nice. so even though you know the beat was kind of infectious and and happy often a lot of the messages were within the proverbs and the way he shaped the language i think that was was one of the key things with 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 him on the other hand someone like uh Mambusi at some point she was asked to do some stuff by You know, esteemed Zulu poets. And she said, no, but I'm I'm just trying to say something simple to the people. I'm, you know, I that's gonna clutter my song. So it it shows me that there's no one way of of really approaching things. Mum D, she was just herself, you know. She said she had this one song, um, Ninja. I, I'll, I'll just, I'm like this. I, I was like this. I'll be like this. <laughs> until I, die. I love that, that track. Yeah. Yes. And um, uh, what, but what, what she was great with is that she epitomized Southern Africa. You know, yes. because she had experience within Zimbabwe, within South Africa, within Zambia. So she was really a repository of, of so much of the musical culture of the region, as opposed to being from a specific place in it. Yes. Yeah, so they're all valuable lessons. And and uh, look, they all departed now, which, which um, you know, we, I think, and increasingly now within the times that we're living, we're reminded of the fragility of life. Yes. Um, and, and, so, and the preciousness of it. So that's what I, I, the life lessons I learned from that is try and do what you need to do right away. Don't Delay. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, I was hoping to play two songs to end off the
1: feature, but we've run out of time so I'm going to end off with Bittersweet and Watercolors. I told Steve I wanted to play it, but I'll, I won't have time tonight. I'll have to play it next week. Watercolors I wanted to play because I always love when Steve plays flute and it's just such a beautiful flute song. But for tonight, let's end off with Bittersweet and I thank you so much for your work, your stories and, um, you know, you speak about these great people that you've just spoken about that have left us and I'm thankful that uh, and I hope you know you and I are about the same generation we're going to be around long Steve but for our time <laughs> here yes, sure. yes for our time here let us please I want to thank you for the way that you impart your mastery onto those next generations thank you for your work always Steve Dyer
0: Thank you so much, Nikki. One love.
1: Thank you. One love to you too. And thank you for this beautiful album revision. One more thing. Is it available? It's available on digital platforms. Is it going to be available on CD or
0: vinyl? Oh, so many people have asked me about that. Um, So we're working on that. I I hope so because it truly
1: is and I don't say this lightly Steve it truly is a masterpiece I want a physical copy (laughs) so let us know yes thank you so much Steve thanks for joining us on the world show and inspiring us always with your music thank you too
0: The World Show with Nikki B on Kyan 959.